0: Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the microphone with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary.
1: Hi, this is Tim Venable of Cornet Global. Joining me today are Rafi Esperitu, CEO and President of MPEC Group and his colleague, Shuli Steele, Vice President of Workplace Strategies at Impact Group. They're loyal Cornet Global members, and they're here to talk with us about a recent client success story, uh, a project in which uh, the client had some fairly wide-ranging needs, including uh, facilities management, condition assessment, asset categorization, and and some more activities. So look forward to hearing more about this story. And first of all, thank you both for, for being here on the podcast today. Thanks, Tim. So if you would, um, both in turn, just introduce yourselves briefly, talk a little bit about what you do. And then I think Rafi, if you would take just a few minutes after that to just, you know, set the stage uh, about your company and sort of the range of things that you do, then we'll, we'll dive into this interesting story.
2: Uh, great. Again, I'm, I'm Rafi Espirito. I'm the CEO and president of uh, Impact Group. Uh, thank you, thank you, for Net Global, for inviting Shuli and me. Uh, to share a success story on how we supported a recent client uh, that can be an inspiration to our members on how their needs can be attended to effectively. Uh, let me thank you also for letting me share a bit about our history, culture and service solutions. We were founded in uh, 1991, so we've been around for over three decades. And my co-founder is Christine Chen, who is our CFO and general manager. Uh, Our mission as a company is to deliver uh, human-centric and integrated solutions in support of the life cycle Mm -hmm. of the workplace. And our approach is based on a foundation of trust, listening and collaborating with our clients uh, to fully understand each need and pain point and provide solutions uh, swiftly and effectively. Uh, Our goal is to develop lifelong professional relationships with our clients and employees serving their needs in any of the following areas of concern. First is the workplace technology and workplace strategy. Uh, We help clients choose the best tools to support how they manage the workplace and their people help them craft their workplace strategy with a clear understanding of data, both qualitative and quantitative, for them to make well-informed decisions. And of course, Shuli here is our thought leader in this arena. Second is uh, project management and moves. Uh, we have clients on how to repurpose their space and uh, support them in any move requirements in the most cost effective manner Uh, third will be in the area of site services and operations and maintenance provide on-site support from deployment of lobby ambassadors custodians technicians facility coordinators facility managers uh, even data administrators for their workplace technology tools Uh, fourth will be in the area of talent acquisition staffing Uh, we help search and place qualified talent as needed by clients wherever they are. And and lastly, branding and wayfinding through signage. We support clients' uh, mission and culture with signage that inspires their own employees and the clients they they serve. Now, we have capability to deliver solutions nationally, but we are scaling up to do that globally. We are headquartered here in, um, Santa Clara uh, in in Silicon Valley. But we have a strong presence in satellite offices in multiple cities throughout the United States and are developing partnerships with global companies with like-minded culture and integrated solutions for the marketplace. We believe that our clients are better served by having a global footprint. With this in mind, we. Entered uh, uh, recently into a partnership agreement with an outfit called Fidelitas, that's based in Bangalore, India. Uh, This company has the same capabilities as Impact Group. Thank you for letting me share a little bit about impact and our our mission and culture. Thank you.
1: Excellent, Rafi. Thank you for that background. Uh, Surely before we dive into the story, just a bit on your background, please.
0: Uh, Certainly. Diverse is the term that's usually tossed around. Um, My undergraduate degree is actually information systems. and had a strong focus on data for a long time. As a data strategist, I worked with clients globally um, at one of the largest IT companies in the world, but I went back and pursued a master's in architecture to understand the organization of place. So I've spent about the last 10, uh, 15 years working closely with some very complex campuses, whether it's higher education or public sector or private sector in a complex setting to develop strategies on workplace and what data is needed to create um, a successful baseline or or data lake really for better decision making.
1: Okay, cool. Fascinating background. Now um, let's dive into our story here that we're uh, here to talk about today. So Shuli, you were the project manager for this this project. How did did it get started? Uh, How did you and this uh, client
0: company get connected? As Rafi mentioned, Impact Group is a full service provider of virtually any solution related to the built environment. Our clients' needs were asset management, application software expertise, data standards and normalization expertise, and field audit teams that were trained to gather data from sites that Run nearly twenty four seven. This was a unique situation. We also needed to honor their employees, their members, and their guests. So we had multiple constituencies to consider, and they felt that we had both the skills and the experience to do that.
1: Okay, so if you would, uh, you know, define uh, the project, how it started initially. What were the what were the overall goals of this project?
0: Sure. The overall goals were to assess an asset management system, to field audit over 20 locations, understand exactly what equipment, MEP, and other items were in situ, and to update their asset inventory data, creating standards and policies for future use and for value, lending value to the information they have.
1: Now, in any endeavor, and perhaps like this one, uh, we're all familiar with it, with the concept of scope shift, um, scope creep. So uh, uh, did you see that happen in this case? And if so, how did did you handle it?
0: Yeah, great question. Uh, Impact Group prides itself on open, accurate communication and transparency with all our clients. So as a result, we don't really experience scope creep, but we often experience scope shift, especially during discovery the initial conversations, anything that occurs pre-kickoff. So during a pilot visit where we were assessing our methodologies, we discovered that the client had not accounted for some unique equipment types. So as a result, we educated the client on the unique assets. Um, We proposed an ad service for them that included the additional equipment. And we also adjusted our skilled teams to collect this data and field without affecting the original schedule. Again, I think that's one of the unique aspects of impact group is we are diverse and we have unique skill sets in a lot of different verticals. So we were able to bring to the table, a core set of skills that originally had not been identified.
1: Okay. Your answer there triggers another question. What was the project's timeframe of uh, the time frame is important? How did that change along the
0: way? The, the time frame was, could we have this yesterday? <laughs> we need it immediately. Yeah. So t- typical responses. Um, but we were, um, we were approached last summer initially, and they did want everything done as quickly as possible because they had a production date in mind. So we worked with the client to establish a project schedule. Uh, we agreed to an information delivery mechanism using the cloud to accelerate project deliverables. And then we also created a sequence that met their leadership's needs. And that was key because that guided us on a standardization for post-project import processes that adhered to their schedule. So we, we met the original project close date by bringing together leadership, the different locations, and our teams at the very beginning and level setting those goals, and then working together to be sure that our skills were able to meet the original dates.
1: Tell us now, if you would, how did you allocate skills or hours uh, to the project?
0: Yeah, we follow typically waterfall or traditional project management methods. So we start with those initially, but we will match skills and hours, recognizing that there are always going to be incremental adjustments. They often need to be made along the way. So that's where we bring in some of those agile concepts, the the quick check-ins in the morning to be sure that everybody can successfully accomplish what they need to do that day. So with this project, we had slight adjustments, but they occurred within particular geographies. For example, if we were working in Northern California, we were able to very easily reallocate resources to stay on project. We did the same thing with our California teams, our Oregon teams and and other locales along the uh, Western US. We work within a particular week, but we try to be dynamic. So as a national organization, we're able to find those, uh, those skills and resources as needed. We're well staffed and we were able to rebalance those resources and skills dynamically and it didn't affect the overall project delivery schedule.
1: Excellent. Okay. Glad to hear that. So tell us about project deliverables. What were they?
0: The deliverables included uh, an agreed to data dictionary and individual asset data files for each location. Again, we were thinking dynamically and trying to respond to their very short schedule. So we delivered all of the data incrementally and the client could test each deliverable along the way and include weekly sign-offs. Those sign-offs included a review of accuracy and completeness for the data. And we also learned in a recursive way to develop standards as we continued in the project. So the final deliverable had all of the experience and standards that we had created during the timeframe. Okay.
1: And now my last question here, uh, guys: How satisfied was the client with the results with what you did?
0: The client was very satisfied with the results. Uh, we delivered within their timeframe, which they acknowledged was nearly impossible. Um, they and they said we didn't know that we could do this. We really felt that your broad skills, your broad skill set at Impact Group, was really the only way to bring in the project on time. Um, we met with the chosen software vendor which was not necessarily a part of the project, but it helped us understand um, and have a deep bench knowledge of the actual CMMS or computerized maintenance management system that they were using. And to be sure that everything we delivered, not only met their internal leadership's needs, but it met exactly what the system's needs were. And knowing how that system software behaved during validation and the import process, I also wrote a quick macro for them to aggregate the data so they'd have a clean import and that also helped reduce the time to production for them.
2: Okay,
1: sounds like they were thrilled with what you did. It came off very well. So uh, congratulations on the successful conclusion of the of the project. And as we wrap up, I'd just like to say again, uh, Rafi and Julie, thank you very much for uh, being on the What's Next
2: podcast today and sharing this uh, client success story with uh, Cornet Global. Thanks, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Welcome for the opportunity to talk to you and share our experience with the members.
1: This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.